Future Proof Extra with Jonathan McRae. Proudly supported by Science Foundation Ireland on News Talk. Now, you might think uh, that an electric car is the most environmentally friendly option you could have on the roads, uh, but we can go one further. The team behind uh, the Ireland's first ever solar car planned to partake in an international solar racing competition. Uh, they're from DCU and they hope to have the car completed by the summer. Here to tell us about it is uh, Philip Eichhorn, head of business for the DCU solar racing campaign and the team manager, Evan Dargan-Hayes. Um, Philip, tell me a, a little bit about this idea. Why build a, a solar car? I mean, it's it's not something we're all going to be driving, particularly in this country, I'd imagine. What's the point of this idea? So the point behind this idea is because it has never been there in Ireland. So the solar racing competitions around the world are pretty interesting they're nice for students to develop new skills, bring us further to sustainable future. Well, I think it's a it's a fantastic idea, and you sort of sometimes need these sort of moonshot ideas, um, particularly in areas of engineering. Uh, in UCD, of course, they they have been working on AirSat One, Ireland's first ever satellite, and uh, David McKeown and and his colleagues there in UCD, they've done uh, amazing work and really inspiring the nation. This is a very similar idea to to, to build Ireland's first ever solar car. So, um. What is the, 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 the framework? Is there's an international competition and you are entering Ireland's entry, is that correct? So there are more than one competitions okay. around the world. So there's one in Australia by the end of this year. There's one in Europe and Belgium next year and one in South Africa next year. And we're planning on having the first ever Irish entry in one of those competitions, especially looking towards Belgium or South Africa next year so that we have a bit of time to actually produce the car, get some funding and yeah, get this project done. And so you're, you're um, uh, sort of looking after the, the business side. What, what, why is there a business side if this is sort of an academic project? You need to find the money, is it? Yeah, it, it is basically it, yeah. So what I'm doing is um, trying to find potential partners in different industries, different areas of uh, yeah, Ireland, and we try to raise, raise enough money to get the car built. It's, uh, have you the- got enough money yet? So at the point we're at the process of getting towards the money, so we're at the very early stage. So, so look, here's an opportunity. We're here on, the, on, on News Talk. What, what are you looking for? Um, you can shout out, here's your pitch. What are you looking for from people? So we're looking for companies that are interested in supporting this project, especially companies that are already dealing with uh, the change in environment, so sustainable companies, um, yeah, and we're looking for different partners so that we can come up with 85,000 euros to build a solar car. That's nothing. That's nothing exactly. to, to the companies in Ireland. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this program, we will give you a shout out on Future Proof as we talk about um, this. If you join uh, this project and, and help these guys build Ireland's first ever solar car. So how are we going to do that, Evan? What goes into building a solar car? Yeah, like you said, no one's going to be driving solar cars here in Ireland, but it's really a technology demonstrator. So we're just pushing the technology as far as it can go. So, for example, you're like Nissan Leaf, for example, go three, four hundred kilometers. Their batteries are a few hundred kilos. Our car is estimated. We have a battery pack size of about 20 kilos, but we can go to like a carry on case. Yeah, exactly. But our car can go because it's so efficient, so aerodynamic, even without the solar panels, it can go 650 kilometers just with a 20 kilo battery. What? So it runs basically on the power of a hairdryer, basically. So even when they're racing across Australia with the solar panels, they say it's on the power of a hairdryer because the motors are so efficient and things like that. So, so, uh, my mind is blown here. So you're <laughs> yeah. building, a, uh, so so obviously it has to be super, super light and we'll go into the construction in a bit. But you're saying that um, the, the, the 
the energy required to propel it is is the same as that of a hairdryer. Yeah, exactly. Um, w- well, presumably this is a one a one a very small person car. Is it? Yes, a yes, very, it's person. like a jockey yeah, jockey sized driver. Yeah, 160, 170 kilos. Okay, what person? Uh, that's no, that's a very car. big person. The 160, 170 kilo <laughs> including car, including the driver. Not including the driver. Okay, so so basically two people. Uh, so it's three size. Uh, three adults um, is the whole weight, yeah. and two adults is the weight of the car. Yeah. Um, so take me through the construction of it, because presumably you want to shave off every bit of weight possible. How, yeah. is, how is it designed? So we have basically a carbon fiber chassis. Basically, all the equipment goes on, all the suspension, things like that. And then we have a aerodynamic shell along the outside. But like our aerodynamic shell could be as thin as one millimeter in some sections. It's really just to keep it as aerodynamic as possible. There's no structure in it. Uh, all the structures in our carbon fiber chassis, basically. Right, uh, and so um, obviously there's there's a lot of engineering in modeling the aerodynamics of the car, um, and that's important. But if you're doing uh, like a, if you're, how how long how, Philip, how how long are these races? Like how, how many kilometers do you do in a race? So Australia is about three thousand kilometers. South Africa is roughly the same, two thousand five hundred kilometers. Oh my god! And the one in Belgium is a twenty four hour race. So we have to rely on the sun as well as our battery when we're racing 24 hours, yeah. So um, with that sort of a distance, um, you can't, it can't be made of like tissue paper. It needs to be strong enough. It needs to be able to withstand um, the the journey as well. That's uh, presumably one of those challenges. Absolutely, yeah. The chassis, there needs to be a lot of work involved, some stress testing beforehand so that we can ensure that we're going to race the entire distance. How do you make a car travel 3,000 kilometers with that little amount of energy. What are the sort of um, things you have to do? You, you talked about a uh, carbon fiber chassis, but this aerodynamics um, is, is, is also probably only one part of it. But how, how do you model that? Yeah, exactly. Two thirds of the time being spent on the vehicle, you won't have it in front of you. It's all going to be on the computer, all modeling, reiterating the uh, aerodynamic shell. Like most of our time, about uh, three, four months of it, we weren't looking at the suspension, steering, anything. It was just getting our shape as aerodynamic as possible. And then we come back in later and we try to fit everything into the shape we uh, confined ourselves to. Right. Uh, and you use sort of a visualization of the, of the model and so on. And then you, and how, how is it constructed then? Is it 3D printed or what? What's so we'll be using uh, carbon fiber molds basically. So it's cut out of a big foam block and then the carbon fiber is laid on top around it. Right, okay. What are the other things that go into making a, an extremely light solar-powered car? One of the things are the tyres. So Bridgestone specifically, they sponsor the event in Australia and they develop tyres specifically for this event. Because uh, just as our teams are using it to push the technology further, they want to use that event to push their technology further. Mm. So they develop tyres specifically for the event. They take them back afterwards to look, see how they wore and things like that. And then also with the batteries. Like, for example... A few of the cars rolled over in 2019, the last event when it happened. So the, obviously the chassis has to be strong, but also three or four of the teams, their batteries went on fire. Like the leaders, they won, I think, nine of the past 11 races. They were 300 kilometers from the end and their battery pack went on fire and the whole car uh, wow. went on fire and burnt down. So they didn't make it to the end then and they were in the lead. So really, it's you have to be able to keep it safe. Obviously, you're pushing the extremes, but you have to do it reasonably and obviously it's very hot in Australia and there'll be no no air conditioning uh, so you'll have a small plastic tube basically coming in from the side of the car How fast are you going? Yes yeah, so our car should in theory be able to go 87 kilometers an hour wow. with the solar panel 
without using with the same amount of energy coming in from the solar panel is being used by the motor. So oh my we'll God. be using basically no power going 87 kilometers an hour in Australia. Do you start with the battery charged? Yeah, it's fully charged. It's a fully charged battery, and then you've and then so you have to think about how to most efficiently use that battery when you have to. Of course, during the night you're going to need to do that. So hopefully the sun will shine. Yes. Do you need in Australia? Do you need um, like full sunlight to 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 get a charge, or can you do it through clouds and stuff? So you can do it through clouds. Obviously, you'll be going a bit slower, or you'll be using interior battery a bit. Uh, in Australia, you stop at five o'clock and you start again at eight o'clock. So when you stop, you're just trying to get that last bit of sunlight with your solar array. Uh, but during the day, you'll be going full steam. I think in North Australia, the speed limit's 130 kilometers an hour, and some teams would reach that without using... You're, without, not, you're not driving on the roads, though. Yes, yes. So we get an exemption with, like, a convoy. So some of the teams, they'd have... I'm sorry, 11, you're trying to drive 87 kilometers an hour on a, a car powered by the sun and the minimum frame possible to achieve maximum aerodynamics. Presumably you're wearing a helmet. Yes, yes, we have to be wearing helmets. Um, but that is the only... Yeah, so it's nearly like... It's nearly licensed as a motorbike, so right. it wouldn't be road legal here. We get exemptions <laughs> when we go to Australia. Uh, we'll be in a convoy uh, with a chase car and lead car. And some of the big teams, they'd have up to 11 cars supporting just that one solar car, yeah. trucks and the like. So obviously that's not very environmentally friendly. So this is really just pushing the technology as far as it can go. It's so cool. It's such it a cool idea. Like I, I didn't study science or engineering in, in university, but like that would make me go, I want to be part of this project. Um, in terms of the driver, like the driver also has to know how to be super efficient. Uh, they need to be a great driver. And uh, I'm wondering, how are they chosen? How do you manage, you know, if it's a 3000 kilometer race, that's, you know, you're driving for a long period of time. Do you swap over? Is there pit stops? How does that work, Philip? Yeah, absolutely. The driver needs to be capable of driving the car and also maintaining the energy flows within the system. So there will be some switches where you can transfer the energy. And yes, so we're probably running three drivers so that we can have stops in South Africa, for example, there's a stop in between the race. So they have daily distances of roughly 300 kilometers with a stop over in between. Right. Where you get like an hour or something to change the driver and then you continue driving. So that's the plan, yeah. Are you allowed to use AI at all? So if you had a, a, a Raspberry Pi chip to help um, figure out how to get maximum efficiency for the driver, are you allowed to do that sort of stuff? Yeah, so there are some teams, uh, some of the recent teams have been using like your smart cruise control that you have in some of the cars now, uh, basically your radar pinging out to cars in front. So depending on the uh, car in front, it will keep up with that car or slow down. Oh, man. And uh, and so this is happening outside of the, the you know, the degree or graduate programs within DCU. So you, like, do you recruit people outside of DCU? Or are you looking, you know, or is it just the engineering um, um graduates or the engineering students at UCD or DCU, who's doing it? Yeah, so it's basically anyone in DCU can join up. So we have a large engineering team, obviously, and we have a large computer science team uh, from those courses. We have people coming in from communications like, but really the focus now is trying to get more of the business team up. So currently it's only the two of us going out to sponsors and the like. So that's our focus at the moment, really. But we have, it's interdisciplinary. Okay. Next year, uh, before we go to the Europeans, there'll be a large outreach program going out to schools and like uh, sustainable education to second level students. 
uh, which the team will be going out and doing. These cars would never, I mean, they just wouldn't work in Ireland, would they, because the level of, of sun that we would get? So one of the teams actually from 2013 or 2015, they started a new category, which was the cruiser class. So that's for more than one person in the car and you can have plug-in charging and the like. So uh, Eindhoven, the Netherlands, after they competed and they won the race, actually in that class, they won every year since then. But the original team left and they started light year cars. So they're actually one of the first, there's two um, solar powered uh, production cars now. So they're in the Netherlands and they're producing solar cars uh, to compete with like Tesla and the like. And they have been around Ireland. They've, I know, been selling cars here. So there is a market for it. And even in Netherlands, which isn't far off from Ireland in terms of sun, uh, they were saying they'd only need to be plugged in once or twice a year on the average distance people travel. Oh, it's so exciting. And and really, like, you know, it's, it, it, there's, there's the environmental part of it, which is obviously really important to try and advance these technologies and getting engineering teams to work together to try and solve problems. Uh, all of that knowledge amasses into, you know, to, to tiny changes, but significant changes that we imagine over time to get these cars closer to production. Um, but also there's the just the idea of doing a cannonball run across um, South Africa and Australia. So have you chosen your driver yet? We have a few in yeah consideration. Right, uh, okay. they have to be. Do they under, have to be very very small. They do, but uh, with the new regulations, we have to fit a tall mannequin in the car, which is like seven foot for some reason. So we what? have to fit a really tall person in the car, but. If the person is over 80 kilos, is the disadvantage because uh, below 80 kilos, you get weight added to the car up until the car, the driver reaches 80 kilos. But above that, obviously, you don't get any weight taken off. Oh, so, so, um, so you're going to have this sort of boxer. Below 80 kilos, You're going to have basically. this bo- boxer weigh-in yeah. where you've got someone who's basically uh, going gonna to eat like 10 pies the day <laughs> yes. before the weigh-in. Yeah. And then, then throw it all up the next day. Exactly. Um, oh, that sounds that sounds really, really cool. Uh, so when when is your first race? So our first race will be the Europeans or South Africa, which will be in about a year and a half's time. Then we'll obviously be practicing in Mandela Park and around tracks to get the testing done. And even sponsors can come out and drive the car. Uh, but the first race is in a year and a half's time uh, in September 2024. Okay, do you know what? Um, let me know when you're close to, to getting the car on the road. I'll come out, we'll do a piece and we'll give you as much support as possible because it sounds like such a fantastic and inspiring project. Um, the very best of luck with with the build and we'll let you know if we get any calls. Um, you can text us 53106 for 30 cent or email us science at newstalk.com if you're interested in supporting these guys in any way uh, do let us know uh, fantastic to have you in studio that is uh, Evan Dargan Hayes and uh, Philip Eichhorn from the DCU Solar Racing Team thanks very much guys thank you thanks Future Proof Extra with Jonathan McRae proudly supported by Science Foundation Ireland on News Talk.